3: Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I'm excited for the NCAA tournament to be back, hopefully, close to to being able to be underway, I want to remind all of you again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the main part of the NCAA tournament. Usually it starts on a Thursday. Don't want you guys wasting a holiday, a, uh, a vacation day, on the Thursday, sitting down on your couch, getting ready for the games, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is not actually going on. I also encourage you. Free Bracket Challenge. Everybody on Monday starting to fill out their Bracket Challenge. You can join Fox Sports Radio's M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. That's right, the Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. You fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com. You will win $1 million. You can compete against uh, all of your f- favorite Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners out there. Listener in first place, even without a perfect bracket, wins a $1,000 gift card. Second place gets $300. And third place takes home 200 bucks. You can fill out your bracket now and get official rules at foxsportsradio.com. It's the Fox Sports Radio M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M-Drive. I told you as we went to break that the thing I was most nervous about in this year's NCAA tournament, I hesitate to even mention it, is what we just saw happen in the NCAA uh, conference tournaments happens in the NCAA tournament itself. We saw Duke, UVA, And Kansas all have to withdraw from their conference tournaments. My biggest concern is that with everybody there in Indianapolis, we are all set for March Madness and there are COVID positives that explode the bracket and end up creating what in many people's minds will be an illegitimate champion. Now, it's one thing if a 16 seed tests positive for COVID. It's one thing if we miss a play-in game and somebody doesn't have to win that game to advance in. I hesitate to even mention this because I don't want to speak it into existence. But if you had a number one seed, for instance, the Zags are 26-0. and You've got Baylor, who has been phenomenal with Scott Drew all year the Big Ten stalwarts of Michigan and Illinois, if one of your number one seeds, as we get ready for the NCAA tournament, suddenly test positive for COVID, here's my solution. Just let everybody else play. I know that everybody out there still panics every time there is a positive COVID test, but there has yet to be one example of COVID spreading during an athletic event anywhere in the world there has yet to be anywhere in america a single athlete that has had a serious negative covid result in any college or pro sport anywhere in america i know that everybody out there is like a positive test we got to shut everything down But I think the majority of the population out there would feel like the entirety of the NCAA tournament got cheated. And I also don't feel like, again, if you actually look at the factual data, overall, there is not a single college athlete that has had a serious health condition or certainly a death as a result of COVID anywhere in our country. And there hasn't been a single example anywhere in the world in any sport, soccer, basketball, football, you name it, baseball, there hasn't been a COVID infection that crossed from one team to another. So I hope there are none at all, but my goodness, it would destroy, in my mind, the NCAA tournament If one of these top teams that has fought so hard to get to the tournament suddenly had to forfeit, and we didn't get the opportunity to watch them actually play. That is my biggest concern as we get ready for the NCAA tournament. And I bet it is Doug Gottlieb's biggest concern as well as he prepares to join us here in just a few minutes to break down the tournament. And then, by the way, we have got Bruce Pearl scheduled to join us in the third hour of this program i appreciate all of you hanging out with us if you're curious out there about the overall odds to win the championship gonzaga is a massive favorite at two to one then we've got michigan at six to one alongside of baylor at six to one illinois the other number one seed at seven to one And then we've got a lot of teams that are dropping big odds, right? Iowa 16 to 1, Houston 18 to 1, Bama 20 to 1, Ohio State 25 to 1. And then there are a lot of even more substantial underdogs as we start to break down the larger universe of what exactly may be happening in this college basketball tournament. So. I can't wait to see what is actually going to end up happening, but fingers crossed, I just hope, desperately so, that we don't end up with any kind of situation with a top team having a positive COVID test and getting bounced outside of the NCAA tournament and somebody else stepping up and grabbing it. This
0: is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
2: com slash sports tire the way tire buying should be
3: Doug Gottlieb the Doug Gottlieb show three to six eastern on many of the same radio networks you are listening to us on right now Doug you know college basketball if I told you Baylor and Gonzaga or the field now that you have seen the bracket revealed who you got
1: I've said Gonzaga or the field all year so I would say yes I mean I I like Illinois. I put Illinois in there. <clears throat> but, I mean, Gonzaga is the best team. Um, and they got a little bit of everything. They're really a little slim in terms of their bench. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say giddy up. I think the best team's the best team for a reason. I, I think there's a discernible difference between most everybody else.
3: Okay. So if the Zags go out and if they go 32 and 0, right now they are 26 and 0 entering into this tournament. How incredible, in your mind, of a performance is an undefeated record in a COVID year? How, where would this rank all-time among NCAA tournament accomplishments?
1: Um, I mean, it would be right there with the '76 Indiana team, the last team to do it. You know, and I understand people say, well, you know, the Big Ten Conference is the best conference it was. Um and the WCC is not the Big Ten. It does have two NCAA tournament teams, two, you know, the other teams that BYU us six feet. But they also played a very good non-conference. Could have played, obviously, Baylor. Um, that game got canceled. Played a very good non-conference. They were undefeated through that. So, I mean, it'd be – I think what happens is we always do this, especially in college basketball. We're like, well, this Gonzaga team is not better than the team of five years ago. And, like, guess what? You don't have to play anybody five years ago you just had to play this year and um, I think if you contextualize it with how dominant they have been and I think it would it would go down as an all-time great like we didn't do it when UNLV and I mean obviously I wasn't I was a kid so I wasn't doing sports radio but when UNLV uh, was going for a back-to-back national championship nobody said hey your league sucks when Memphis I uh, had John Calipari, and they went to the championship game. People didn't say, "Hey, their league sucks." It didn't. I don't know why we do it with Gonzaga. So Gonzaga's a real deal. They got a bunch of pros. They're well coached. You know, when they've been when they were challenged, you know, a couple nights ago against BYU, they were awesome. Uh, they can really score from basically all five positions. They passed it. They got two point guards. One's going to be a top five pick. They're They're, they're legit.
3: We're talking to Doug Gottlieb. You can hear him later today breaking down many of the NCAA tournament matchups. Okay, you like the Zags versus the field. Let's go into some teams that you think could be peaking at the right time. Everybody's going to be filling out their bracket. Nothing better than having an upset that you can brag to your buddies about. Who are the teams that to you are surging at the right time? and could make Final Four-ish runs that may not be at the top, in your mind, of the favorites, but they're peaking at the right time?
1: Okay, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Illinois is a one seed, sir, but they're playing great basketball. I just called the, uh, yesterday, called the, the Big Ten Championship game on radio, and they're really impressive. You know, they have two very good, very different big guys. Io DeSumo is the MVP of the tournament, um, he's the best closer in college basketball. They have multiple ball handlers. Um, they're, they're legit, by the way. So if you put Illinois in there to sneak up and win the national championship, it's not a huge upset, but still, they're a they're late closer. Um, I think everybody's in a mild, mild moderate Oklahoma State. It's, it's not just that they have Cade Cunningham. They also got Isaac Likely back, who started for three years now for them. Um, he's like a point power forward. And, you know, when you have Cade Cunningham, who's likely the number one overall pick, and he's a great closer, you give yourself a chance of a run. And they've been playing as good. They won eight out of nine down the stretch, playing as good as anybody in the country. Like, I think that one's a that one makes a lot of sense to, to me. Um, I like Oregon. Uh, I know they lost in the to Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament. They just couldn't make a shot. But you look at their record over the last month and a half, I think they lost, like, two games. Um, Oregon, you know, they, they were – some of their losses, they didn't have their three best players because of COVID, and so because it's the Pac-12 and people are down to Pac-12, because nobody knows who's playing and not playing. Like if you said, "Hey, I think Oregon can make a run," I, there's a lot of field in basketball are like, "Yep, I, I agree with you." Uh, USC similarly, you know, they have a six-foot-eight point guard who's transferred from Rice. They got an older team, all transfers, and then they have Evan Mobley, who's a top five, top seven pick or whatever. And he's six foot 11, 70 tall, shot blocker, can shoot threes, do a little bit of everything. So uh those are some of the, the kind of the, the big boys and, and what they can do. Um I like Saint Bonaventure a good amount. Hmm. I'm Trying to think who else there is, but those are the couple that hop off the page to me.
3: How nervous are you about the COVID issue, right? We saw it It didn't matter as much, although you hate to see a conference tournament impacted by it like we saw in the ACC and the Big 12. How nervous are you that some of these top teams could have a COVID-related issue and we finally get the NCAA tournament, but if a top team had a COVID issue, it just throws the entire tournament into an uproar. Uh, What do you think they would do? And I I hate to even toss it out as a hypothesis, but let's say a one-seed, has a COVID issue, do they have to forfeit? Like, how is this going to work?
1: No, they have to – the, uh, they have a replacement team. Whoever the first yeah. – the, the repl- like, so Louisville could be that replacement team.
3: Right, That's but great. I mean, I'm saying, like, how crazy and unfortunate would it be? And I hate to even put this out into the cosmos because it would be awful, but the Zags are – and Mark Few – thinking about trying to go 32-0 and – if suddenly they have a COVID positive player and they get bounced out of the NCAA tournament, I think everybody would sit around and say, this doesn't feel like a fair way to finish the season, right? We didn't see this happen in the NFL, in college football, in the NBA, in the NHL. Whether or not you agree with the way that they chose to finish those seasons, right? There were challenges during the regular season. But in the postseason, we didn't feel like the champion was really cheating us. That could happen here, right? I mean, that, that's what, to me, is kind of the, if you've got a really good team, that's the part where you're sitting around like, oh, my God, this is awful.
1: No, yeah. I mean, like, these protocols, these kids, they're, they, so they, they're already in Indy. And they basically can't leave their rooms except to go to a team function, like practice, and then when they practice, they're all in, like, the convention center, but they have their own, like, court that's, like, cordoned off, whatever. It's a weird deal. How would it feel? It would feel awful. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be it would be terrible. I don't think there's any question um, on how bad it would look with all the preparations that they, they've done. I don't understand why they didn't just take, you know, push back the conference tournaments if you had to and – Honestly, take the uh, have everybody get the vaccine. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Like, it's it's like 2,000 people, all the travel parties combined. Have them all take the vaccine, give them time for it to get in their system, and like, let's go. Instead, instead, you're just like chasing these protocols, and it's really weird. But I, I think if that happened, especially considering everybody, you know, what happened was Mark Emmert would be like. Burned at the stake, like he had anything yeah. to do with it. But it would people would say, "See, the NCAA can't even get this right." Look, if you can lose Duke, Virginia, you, the, Virginia's the defending national champions, right? Because we didn't have a tournament last year. That's so
4: right. So
1: right now, right now they're supposed to fly in on Thursday night or Friday morning, right? And I was looking at my Bet Rivers deal and trying to figure out, like, what is the line on that thing, right? Because yeah. they can't even practice until Thursday. Can't practice Thursday, they're going to fly and just wing it and play. Um, I, I I mean, if it can happen to Duke, Virginia, and Kansas, it can sure as hell happen to Gonzaga. Um, yeah. So I, I would also say that the, the one thing that probably doesn't go reported is a lot of these kids have already had it. You know? Yep. And so uh, there, was a, there was a thought from a good amount of teams – when you have it you get like 150 antibodies are good for 150 days per the ncaa rules and there there were some coaches that were out there timing it like oh we're good He hit they got it then honestly like louisville was crushed by it this year that's why they didn't get in the ncaa tournament but you can't have a good gauge for how good louisville was because they're missing so many guys so many different times in the season um yes yeah, it would be absolutely debilitating to the ncaa they just want to get through it, you know, crown of champion, collect the money, and go on to next year.
3: And it would be vintage NCAA if every other league was able to crown a champion without any difficulty at all, right? I mean, there were challenges, but there's no uncertainty about who the best team was. And then the NCAA just can't get through the March Madness bracket. And not only, it's one thing if it's, you know, your 16 seeds that suddenly have an issue, because I know we could occasionally get a, a situation like what happened to UVA, what, three years ago, I guess now, but... In general, if it happened to ones and two seeds, it's going to be a a massive story. Even in the conference tournaments, as you just mentioned, Duke, UVA, and Kansas, it's not like those aren't major, major programs. And it definitely threw uh, those conference tournaments into a bit of an uproar as well.
1: Yep, and it just happened last week, too. So it's crazy.
3: crazy. Uh, We're talking to Doug Gottlieb uh, rolling through. It's the Monday after uh, March Madness. Uh, the official unveiling of the NCAA tournament. How much did you enjoy just seeing the tournament brackets come out? They're always fun to see, but happening after whatever it's been 700 days since we last saw it, and after March Madness, the rug was pulled out right from under our feet last year. Did it feel, and you've been a part of this bracket unveiling before, I know there's always butterflies in the stomach, everything else. You have played in the NCAA tournament. How much more fun was it to just know at least we've got the bracket?
1: Do you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. Or do you want me to lie? Do you want me to lie? I mean, I still have... Like a I want you to be honest. I, 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 can't, I, I can't watch the show. I used to be on the show. It's hard You can't watch the
3: show. Yeah. So you can't you know, watch I mean, it now?
1: No. Yeah, I get I don't it. I really. I mean, it, it, it ended up working out fine for me because I called the Big Ten Championship game on radio, and so, you know, I went over and I had a, had a, had a drink and, and dinner with some friends. Um, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's it's not that hard, but I just I I when the bracket came out, everybody was sending me texts and whatever, wanted me to come on and do things. And then I wanted to look through it. I texted a couple buddies and a couple coaching friends and in terms of their matchups to help them out. And what I saw of the teams they're playing, but it, look, it's great. It, it is a sense of normalcy. And there, here's here's my thing. Let me throw this out to you, okay? Um, I love the idea of one-stop shopping, like. It's a real tournament if it's in one place. And I kind of dig the idea. Like, I know they won't do it, but you know what they should do? They should have it in Indy this year and Vegas next year. And the exact I love thing that. All
3: I think it would be so cool. I agree. Now, I now, think that look, would be amazing. About- yeah.
1: It's not just because it's Vegas. Okay. Vegas is freaking cool. Okay. But here's the element to it that so they have the dome now, which is a better version of the dome that they have in India. It's brand new. Right? They have yep. T-Mobile, which is a better version of Banker's Life because it's also brand new. Right? They have like five other arenas right there in Las Vegas proper that are pro-caliber arenas that they can host up. Like right now, so what they have in Indy, they have the Dome that has two courts in it. They have Banker's Life. They have Hinkle, which is like 15 minutes north at Butler. And then they have IU and Purdue, which are like an hour away. I'm telling you, like, with Las Vegas, the Orleans has one. Um, uh, UNLV has Thomas and & Mack, and then they have that smaller arena that has, like, 5,000 seats in it, whatever. Like, dude, they got, like, at least five to seven arenas, plus the Dome, plus T-Mobile. I mean, it's, it's a, they got MGM. It's a wrap. That's where. Plus, the weather's better. Plenty of hotels. I think it's, you know, like, imagine if you qualify for the term. like, we're going to Vegas, baby, right? I, if, I'm, if I'm the mayor of Las Vegas, if I'm the governor of Nevada, I'm, I'm saying, I'm going to Mark Emmert, because the NCAA does a lot of things, they will do anything, they will do a lot of things for money, who wouldn't? Yes. And say, how much is it going to cost? Give me your whole event. And it's, I think it's actually perfect.
3: I love the idea. I mean, I I think it's going to be exciting just to be all in Indianapolis as long as, again, we can avoid all these different COVID-positive issues. Uh, And and if we are going to have to have some teams test positive, which would stink – at least having it happen for teams that we don't anticipate being able to make a run and potentially win a championship. Because again, I'm with you. The NCAA would get absolutely hammered over it. Uh, This is going to be fun. I can't wait. Appreciate you uh, coming on. I know how busy you are uh, with the brackets coming out and uh, look forward to uh, talking again sometime soon. Can
1: I give you a lock?
3: Yeah. Give me a lock. hundred percent. Yeah. By the way, uh, you can go bet at FanDuel.com slash Clay, free $50. So who is the lock? Who is the Doug Gottlieb lock in the first round?
1: Uh, Wichita
3: State. Wichita, Wichita State. State, that's the...
1: Play-in game. They play Drake. Drake lost their point guard and their best player. Like they're, they're it's, it's a wrap, dude. Just take Wichita State, you know?
3: absolute lock doug gottlieb
1: and and do it you just say hey and just say thank you and i'll say you're welcome there you
3: go there you go at gottlieb show you can thank him gifts to the people for the ncaa tournament wichita state over drake in the play-in game that's a thursday night game 50 free with dollars you don't even have to risk anything fanduel.com slash clay doug gottlieb i appreciate it my man have a good show later today and i'm sure we'll talk to you again soon
1: you man. see you
3: All right, that is the Gottlieb at Gottlieb show, part of... I hate to brag. Actually, I don't hate to brag at all. I just say I hate to brag because it drives people crazy because they say, all you do is brag. We've got, I mean, in all honesty, the best lineup in all of the entirety of Fox Sports Radio right now in the history of Sports Talk Radio period on a nationwide basis. Me, I'm pretty good. Ben Maller, by the way, before me, pretty good uh dan patrick colin cowherd doug gottlieb on into broussard and rob parker and all of the talent that is put together that don martin and scott shapiro put together
0: this is outkick the coverage with clay travis
3: It is a massive uh, hoops Monday as all of us get set for our yearly hopefully hopefully we never have another Missed March Madness, but our yearly tradition of diving into the bracket. You just heard from Doug Gottlieb. Third hour of the program, we have Auburn men's basketball coach Bruce Pearl not going to be in the tournament this year, but the last time we had a full tournament, he was in the Final Four. He played against Baylor, he played against Gonzaga, uh, and he's played against all the top SEC teams. We'll have him breaking down the brackets uh, from that perspective for us as well. That will be in your your next hour, but I wanted to take a moment here to tell you a little bit about Drew Brees. I'll talk about it a little bit more to start off the third hour of the program, but I do believe that Drew Brees, and I'm going to build out on this a little bit more. I talked about it to end, I think the first hour of the program. Drew Brees, just want you to kind of put this in your mind and think about it, because I'm going to bring it up again to start off the third hour of the program. Drew Brees meant more to the city of New Orleans than any athlete in our modern era has meant to the city in which he played because my thesis i'm not sure there's any other athlete that could had he not been there have led to the franchise leaving the city and going somewhere else i do believe legitimately that the new orleans saints may not still be in new orleans I think there's a decent chance they might have gone to San Antonio instead. Dub, you're from San Antonio. You know how much San Antonio and how badly that city wants an NFL franchise. What do you think about that thesis? What do you think about my idea? And I'll build on this a little bit more to start off the third hour, just kind of putting Drew Brees into context. But what do you think about my hypothesis that Brees, without him, with just an average quarterback or a bad one, without his ability to rally, the city of New Orleans, that team may have moved to San Antonio.
4: Yeah, it's something that is definitely possible, because I remember going to a Saints home game at the Alamo Dome while the Hurricane Katrina When they relocated. Exactly, and they played four or five home games at the Alamo Dome uh, that year, yeah, and it was packed every single game. So I think there would have been a pretty good chance that, you know, had Drew Brees not been there... And in that situation, they very well could have moved to San Antonio.
3: I mean, they built the Alamo Dome with the idea of getting an NFL team, right? Wasn't that part of the idea, the logic behind building that venue?
4: Yeah, it was, absolutely, because it is a football stadium. And the Spurs played their home games there for a few years before the AT&T Center. And that was just kind of a weird situation all around, having that football stadium being used mainly as a basketball arena.
3: Uh, All right, so we'll build on that a little bit more to start off the third hour of the program. But yesterday, and by yesterday, I mean Friday, the last time we had a live show, I was in Washington, D.C., getting ready to go testify in front of Congress. Now, we've talked about a great offer that is out there, fanduel.com slash clay for March Madness. You want $50 free dollars. You can pick any game to bet on, fanduel.com slash clay. But, Dub, if I had had you back in let's say uh let's say June if I had said to you dub in the summer in the next year we are going to have the president of the United States on Outkick twice live on the radio we're going to go to the white house for outkick and interview in person the president of the United States right outside of the oval office and I am going to testify in front of Congress. What do you think you would have set the odds of all four of those things happening? Double Trump interviews on the radio, outkick interview at the White House with the president, and on top of that, also a congressional testimony, which we did on Friday. If you'd had to set the parlay odds on that, what do you think that would have paid off at?
4: Well, I'll just say it like this. I think it would have been higher odds than that uh, Super Bowl bet we made last year with the music involved and all that I mean it would have been plus 500,000
3: it would have been very unlikely so for those of you who didn't hear it and I mean it's crazy I put up the clip and over a million people have watched this clip but for those of you who didn't hear it on Friday we finished the show Cam Newton signing with the Patriots That news breaks. I'm in the car, literally driving to the Capitol to get ready to testify. I'm going to play for you now the five minute opening statement that I made in front of uh, the Congressional Subcommittee, the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, And you will be able to listen to that. I was sitting, by the way, at the counsel table there, the witness table. I was sitting next to the president of Microsoft. We were the only two witnesses present, me and Brad Smith, I believe is his name, the president of Microsoft. This is what my opening testimony sounded like. Hit it, Dub. Today to talk about an incredibly important subject uh, that impacts all of us, Democrats, Republicans, independents alike. Nearly 10 years ago, I started my own company having no idea what direction media was going to move. Uh, That company, Outkick.com, is now one of the largest sports and opinion independent websites in the country. We've had a great deal of success. I also host a daily sports talk radio show from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, all 50 states, 300-plus AM FM stations. And on August the 11th, the President of the United States came on my radio program. He came on because he wanted to talk about the need for college football and college sports to be played this fall. Not a particularly partisan issue. We talked about the NBA. We talked about the NFL. We talked about sports as the nation experiences sports. The day after the president came on my radio show, we covered that day, August the 11th, the stories that came out of that interview aggressively, as anyone would who had the President of the United States on their radio show. The day after that interview, Facebook tanked our traffic. The data in the appendixes that uh, that we attached for you show that the next day and over the next week, Facebook removed 68% of our audience, 76% of our new users. That cost my company hundreds of thousands of dollars. To me, it was clear content-based speech discrimination. Facebook didn't like that we had the president of the United States on our radio program, and they also didn't like that the majority of the coverage of that interview was positive, which, as a sports fan, it's hard to be negative when the favor uh, of the president is aligned with games actually being played that to me is an interesting anecdote into the overwhelming power that we have given to the big tech companies in this country it doesn't stop there either there's an interesting uh thing that happened to us just in the last couple of weeks some of you may have read an editorial in the wall street journal by a man named dr Macquarie, who is a johns hopkins doctor highly qualified His opinion, written on the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal newspaper, his opinion was that based on the current rate of vaccination, as well as the people who had already been exposed to COVID, it was likely by the end of April that herd immunity would be reached in this country. Certainly some scientists and doctors agree with that. Certainly some scientists and doctors disagree with that opinion. We wrote about that editorial opinion, on our website. The article was not in any way complicated or difficult. In fact, our headline was straightforward. Johns Hopkins Medical Professional. Herd immunity will be here by April. We published that on Facebook. Within a matter of days, we received a notification from Facebook with the downright Orwellian subject. Important notification, misinformation violation. Facebook told us that we were not allowed to share the opinion of a doctor on our website because they said it was a fact check inaccuracy. It was, members of the subcommittee, an opinion, an opinion of of a reasoned and well-learned doctor. That is what the scientific method is. We argue about what the truth is in this country with an idea that we reach a better conclusion. Facebook's own fact checkers labeled our article about an opinion to be factually inaccurate, which is an impossibility. Who checks the fact checkers? Our traffic declined by 80%, as you can see, as soon as Facebook found this violation. We would all be rightly concerned if the government of the United States was making these kind of decisions. My concern is all of the big tech companies now have the same power that China has to regulate the internet in its country instead of the government doing it. We have allowed big tech to do it. I thank you and look forward to your questions. All right, what letter grade dub would you give my opening testimony there in Congress? Did you actually listen uh prior to us just playing it on the radio show
4: yeah i did i saw you tweeted out the link over the weekend and i definitely paid it to listen and i gotta say i was impressed with what you said um i would have liked to have watched more of uh more of it with like some of the questions that were asked and all that kind of stuff involved but a plus there
3: it was fun it was a lot of fun and uh there are a lot of outkick listeners in dc it's always fun to go out and get to, uh, to to meet people who listen to the radio program. And so, uh, again, pretty cool. I think it's, again, a testament to the growth of this show. President on twice, White House interview, and now... Testifying in front of Congress. Uh, That, my friends, is a testament to the audience that we are bringing to bear every single day. All right, as we get ready, Monday edition of the program, final hour of the show, about to start next. Going to dive into Drew Brees, going to talk about the bracket coming out. Uh, I'll reinforce my biggest fear, even though I hate to even mention it because I don't want to speak it to existence. And on uh, Friday we told you we were going to play a historic analysis of what happened with the NBA shutting down which eventually led into the NCAA tournament shutting down Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt I think you guys will appreciate even more the NCAA tournament uh, happening when you remember exactly what happened last year when everything shut down we will play that for you from the Outkick archives. Bruce Pearl scheduled to join us in the third hour. This is Outkick. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly!
1: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly
0: stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh,
4: oh, O'Reilly!